0: And we are live. Welcome to this week's edition of the MMA UK Late Show. This is a Celtic Gladiators special. Um, And before I introduce the guest, do you want to talk us through the sponsor, Peter?
1: Yes, uh, MMA UK Late Show is sponsored by Fight Fuel. Fight Fuel is a supplement and clothing company founded by martial artists for martial artists and all-combat sport athletes aim of the company is to supply supplements and clothing of the highest standard to all fighters and warriors so they can train perform and win
0: i had some of the fight fuel recovery drink today so i'll let you know next week (laughs) if i can uh, that was just from doing the gardening and that's how bad my levels of fitness have got (laughs) i needed a recovery drink after that So, welcome to the show, everyone. As I said, it's a Celtic Gladiators special. We were going to have two fighters from the show on, but um, one of them's over in Fight Island and coming home today. So, we've got one, but he's a special one. Vadimus, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: So, Vadimus is a Team Stronger and GB Top Team uh, fighter, and the show is on August the 22nd. I'll be coming to you in a minute to talk to you about that fight, but oh, I'm buzzing for the local shows to be back going again. So, just awesome news that Celtic Gladiators back, and we're also joined by Lewis. Lewis, thanks for joining us tonight.
3: No problem, Katie. My pleasure.
0: And we're going to talk about the card. I hear that you and I agree on the um, the scoring of. <laughs>
3: <laughs> the main yeah, event, th-
0: which wasn't the way it went, so...
3: I think I think we do. Um I think there's quite a lot of talking points about it, actually, so uh look forward yeah. to getting it there, after.
0: Yeah, we'll get into that in a bit. And obviously, I'm joined by my co-host, Peter Knox. Nice to see you, Peter.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm in shock that Lewis has got a haircut. When did you get that done, I Lewis?
3: know,
0: very smart.
3: I, I had it done last Monday. Um, I was initially, I was going to go, as I have seen to you guys last Sunday, I was going to put in a man bun, but... I had so much abuse from like friends and family that in the in the end I caved and um, went went and got the majority of it cut off and um, yeah feeling a lot better for it to be honest. No, no, I've got no excuse now. My grandfather was running around the house calling me Lego head. Um, (laughs) Obviously, every time I was doing doing one of these interviews, I had people you know commenting, look at the state of it, and um, yeah, it 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 had to come off. So COVID, COVID, uh, the COVID cut has come and. Here we are, onwards and upwards.
0: Well, I felt dreadful last night. I kept thinking how awful Tom Aspinall's hair looked. Sorry, Tom. I didn't (laughs) realise that he's been growing it, and he's growing it until 2021 because uh, one of his uh, mates' kids is very ill and um, they've had terrible trouble getting a wig. So he's growing it out until next year um to help with that so good on him props to him for doing that uh, just fantastic um and, we, and we'll come on to other fantastic news from him in a bit but uh let's go back to you Vad, because obviously it's a celtic gladiator special um mm. how exciting that we've got a show coming up in august
2: for sure for sure i was um I was worried for a while because I, I didn't know like at what point I'm going to be able to get a fight in, or if I'm going to be able to get a fight in at all. So yeah. uh, it was nice to see that message from Brad when he's like, "Vad, you got a fight August. Start getting yourself ready." It's always a nice thing to see that on my notification in the morning.
0: Yeah, and I don't think they're 100% set on a venue yet, are they?
2: Yeah, I <laughs> I didn't even know where it was. I had to message um, Muhi, Muhi because um, he's finding the same car. And I was like, do you yeah. know where this is? And he told me it's in Manchester. So I was like, OK, now, yeah. we, uh, you know, we'll have to travel.
0: I think that's but all we know. know so far. As far as I'm aware, until they know if they can have anyone in or not, um, they're, they're not 100% mm. um, secured on a venue, but yeah, it's going to be in Manchester. Oh, and
2: We can do it in a warehouse. We can do it, we can find a <laughs> warehouse to do it in. It's fine.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you're ready to fight in people's like back gardens or anything at this stage.
2: <laughs> sure, yeah, 100%. In someone's house, I mean, if they have the money to, to get us in, then sure, let's do it.
0: And you're fighting Mo Safi, I think. Um, so what do you know about your opponent?
2: Um, so I know he's a Manchester top team fighter, I mm. know he's fighting out of so it's sort of a you know GB top team, Manchester top team, bit of a rivalry going on. Yeah.
3: Um,
2: but yeah, yeah, and uh, I heard he's a good wrestler as well. From so I watch his fights, obviously. I see that he's you know he likes to get it to the ground if he can wrestling, he likes to throw some strikes, you know, hooks and things. I think it's going to be quite a scrappy fight. We're both young, so um, I think it's going to be one of those, you know prospects, young amateurs coming up versus young amateurs coming up, see who's, which top team has the uh, younger, hungrier fighters, you know?
0: Yeah, I mean, I feel like I'm watching you grow up because the first time I saw you fight, well, I saw you fight on your debut, you were 16 Mm. on the rock card, uh, winning by armbar. I've been to three of your four amateur fights, so it's going to be very sad for me not to be at this one. Um, But yeah, it's just... (laughs) what has this covid like thing set you back when i know that you were like hungry to compete in jujitsu as well you just wanted to stay active where did where does this leave you for the rest of the year
2: yeah i because i was like to everyone guys i'm gonna as soon as i finish sixth form i'm gonna go on a gap year i'm just gonna train 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 go thailand go everywhere uh travel and just like fight as much as i can and obviously with this corona thing and this pandemic the fights like have been limited i i mean i was worried i wasn't even gonna fight once this year so it's like it's a bit of a relief yeah. that i'm able to but uh like you said yeah i wanted to get into a lot of fights hopefully maybe even like a bjj competition grapple first and you know while i'm not able to compete as much it has let me kind of get the mental side of it now and just kind of sit back and and you know kind of get that read some books you know just kind of chill out a little bit because when you're yeah. doing fight camp and, you know, like while well, least training for a fight, you're not kind of thinking as much as you don't have that much time. You're just going training, going training, running, doing whatever you can. So it's nice to slow down in a way. Um, I'm just trying to make the best of whatever I can.
0: That's such a mature response from someone as Thank young you. as you.
2: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you.
0: And a load of your teammates as well are on the card out in Spain, um, the Vida mm. card or the, the World Tour, I'm not sure what, what banner it's under, but um, I'm hoping they're still going to be able to fight out there because obviously we, we've got the quarantine back now for people coming back from Spain. So
2: <laughs> hopefully, yeah, they're that's, all
0: okay to go there.
2: I, I'm like worried about that now because if I'm fighting a week after that, I don't know what's going to happen. If Brad's even going to be able to come back, if they're able to come back, so like I'm just going to see what happens at this point because I have no idea. Like, is anyone going to even be able to return? For that fight. I mean, we're just gonna have to see, I guess. Like for real.
0: <laughs> Who are you gonna have in your corner <laughs> if everyone's stuck out in Spain?
2: His I mean,
1: sure...
2: Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that one. I'm not as confident <laughs> as Mike Perry is. I'm not <laughs> but uh we could we can, we can sort of sign out, Katie. We can we can get you to come over maybe. You guys, if you guys are doing anything on August the twenty second, love to have you guys along.
0: I'll drop everything to be there. I'll yeah. <laughs> have you. Brad on FaceTime.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: It's an amazing card though. Um not all of the fights that I've seen I think are announced yet, so I don't want to put my foot in it, but like as you said, Mahuddin's on the card. He's obviously a mm-hmm. big name on the on the amateur circuit. Um really looking forward to having um him on that card and then also um your teammate Wesley Meyer is fighting Scott Malone like what a huge mm. fight to be on this card mm. how exciting mm-hmm.
2: that that's a that's a banger of a fight and i know how hard wesley trains i mean any any wesley fight is a is a good fight like you just yeah. go and you see him and his intensity and he just brings it you know you know it's going to be entertaining flying knees you know like his last fight and just the crazy striking great you know and he's been working on his grappling as well cuz we We, uh, I watched a couple of Malone's fights as well. You know he's good on the ground, so we're all just trying to help each other. We, 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 you know, we see what everyone's good at, and uh, we're just trying to help each other. So don't sleep on Wesley's submission game. That's all I'm gonna say. That's all I'm gonna say.
0: I'm absolutely buzzing for that fight because they're both people that I really look forward to watching and to hear them announce to fight each other. I just think it's gonna be a really exciting one, and um, yeah, oh it's a, a good one for the fans so that will be a pay-per-view event peter won't it we're just waiting on the details for that
1: yeah we'll put the link in the comments know that once we have that so it's yeah. actually carol carol's like the best matchmaker in uk for me every single card he puts on every single fight it's a banger it's no bad fights no bad matchmaking like the usc if you would say katie
0: <laughs> we'll come on to that <laughs>
1: yeah
0: yeah, but shout out to Cole cuz that, yeah. that um card looks amazing and there's a few more fights in the pipeline that I think are going to mm. really excite everyone. So, 22nd of August, we'll get the details out. Bad's going to be on the card. Honestly, he's really exciting to watch, so I I'll just Thank can't you. wait Thank for these you. shows to be back. But um let's let's move on to um Hi, is that Chadwell Clay fan? Hi. Um, yeah, let's move on to last night's UFC because it was a good one. I feel quite exhausted by, <laughs> by Ireland. How do you feel, Lewis? Uh,
3: to be honest, I loved it. Um, there's been, I know like a lot of Americans was complaining that there wasn't the big cards on the island that they'd expected, but... I think, for particularly European people, the 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 matches that have been on there, you know, so many Cage Warriors alumni from Obama fighters, just guys that we all know and love watching on the regional scene stepping up. I think I think it's like been absolutely brilliant. So, um, yeah, it's, it's kind of bit, a little bit disappointing now they go back to America, but you know, we still get to stay up till three o'clock in the morning and watch them either way. So, yeah, the the show rolls on. But no, I've i would loved Fight Island. I thought there had been some brilliant fights and most importantly i think the british guys have really gone out there and, and represented themselves really well
0: yeah yeah i was adding it up earlier 18 fighters from the uk we we've had on those cards since 251. um when i say it's been exhausting i mean like emotionally draining because oh
3: definitely yeah definitely <laughs> i've
0: been invested in yeah. every single one of them like just wanting them to do well and just willing them on. And yeah, I think, Lewis, where we've spoken to them so much um, over th- however many years it is now, you just, you care about them so much, don't you? And you know how much they've put into yeah. it, all of them. And if it doesn't go their way, it's, it's just heartbreaking.
3: And why it's great as well, even more so, when you say it like that, is usually we'll interview them and then they have to fight someone we know from the regional scene as well. So it's always like that—that that little bit of like you're torn between, oh, I really like this guy, but I know this guy a little bit better. So you 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 kind of trying to stay neutral, but it is tough. But with this, you get to support every UK fighter because they yeah. go out and fighting guys from Russia, the US. So it's 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 absolutely brilliant, and um, yeah, the the emotional roller coaster it, it has been real. Um, so in in that way, you are hundred percent right, Katie. But it's it's great in it? It's it's brilliant. That's why we love watching it and. Uh, so we love coming on and, and talking about it afterwards as well.
0: A hundred percent. The highs are so much higher, and the, the lows are really, really heartbreaking when you're invested. And talking about being invested, uh Bad, your teammate, the prospect, Nathaniel Wood, he couldn't have done any better last night, could he?
2: Well, I mean, hey, he could have.
0: <laughs> Obviously, we're
2: always gonna we're always gonna be a bit, you know, like Come on, if we want to see a knockout uh, first round, come on, you know, but no, it was a great performance by him. You know, we're all super proud to see him. Um, I was watching it with uh, Nick, uh, Nick Bagley and uh, yeah. Matt Back, the photographer at GB70. So we were all watching it and we were like, you know, cheering him on, but also our hearts were beating and because he's representing uh, all of us, you know, he he's fighting, we're fighting. So it was it was nervous, um, but he did well, for sure.
0: It was one of the first times that he hasn't taken 10 years off my life. (laughs) Like, normally (laughs) his style is so, (laughs) like, standing and banging that I I literally feel like I get older every time I watch him. So last night it felt like a really mature performance because he wasn't kind of forcing the finish and Mm. he just looked in control the whole time. And I just, I thought it was one of the best I've seen him look. Especially as it is against UFC caliber competition,
2: I, I think for sure you're right. I think he uh, matured after that Dodson fight because again, you know, he was doing well and then he got caught and it's just that kind of that switch where he knows like, okay, I need to be careful in these certain positions. So yeah, yeah, I mean, for me, it was it was very um, it was a very intelligent performance. He just sticked and moved, sticked and moved, good head movement and um, just it was just an outclass like he outclassed his opponent in that way. Um, yeah, and I think that's going to open up some more fights now for him. It showed that you know he's he's back.
0: I think you're right. There's levels to to every fight that we see in every fighter, and he did just look levels above his competition last night. What did you think of that one, Lewis?
3: Well, yeah, I, I agree with what Vad said, really. But I thought what was what was the best thing to see was that obviously he lost to Dodson. He looked he looked good in the Dodson fight before he got yeah. clipped. Um, but he he picked straight back up from where he left off be- before getting hit, and I think really with USC, I find if you lose and you get knocked out, it is hard to come back the next fight and get a win. Yeah. Um So I think the fact that he went in, performed so maturely, um, like say he didn't rush the finish, he just you know he he kind of put getting the win first. I think that was very sort of pleasing to see, and like I said, he couldn't have done much better than get a finish. So it's good to be back in the win column, and I think. Next fight now, we will probably push back at someone in the top 15. And um, like I said, it, you, you never know. If he, if he would have won that Dodson fight, you don't know who he would have been fighting on Yaz Island. Do you know what I mean? It yeah. would have likely been a big name. So I think he lost that, which was disappointing. But I think he, he learned a lot. And you, you saw that last night, really.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you need to setback back to, to grow, I guess. Peter, did you enjoy that fight? It obviously opened the card last night.
1: Yeah, I was a bit drunk watching that one, but uh <laughs> <laughs> bit them all actually, but, no, was, after a lost, that's all you can do is win the fight, is I never thought it was in doubt the whole fight. You never looked no. comfortable and all that. You just it just seemed like a combo fight. Just don't get caught because UFC anything could happen. But I really yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, I was definitely for that Nathan, Daniel win because I'm excited to see what what happens next. What UFC matchmakers have got from him? As you say, I'm wanting would be sure at some point so, As long as they keep winning, then there's more chance of that fight happening at some point in the future.
0: Yeah, I I don't want that fight for a while. (laughs) How do you you feel about him? He's obviously going to face Jack Shaw at some point. If they both keep on the trajectory that they're on, they're going to face each Mm -hmm. other at some point. But I would that wasn't for a while. What what do you think, Brad? Or
3: or Brett. Brett. I I think it could be Brett. I think that's that's the matchup to make because I mean, they both kind of were, starting at the same time. Um and, and they've had that parallel. So I think I think Brett's more the fight to make personally, but
2: either one would be great. Well, they were meant to um have that grappling match, him and Brett. They yeah, were exactly. That, at that Polaris. So I mean it could be interesting. Evo either, either one to be honest. I would say that um I'd see where you're coming with Brett because Brett's kind of Jack Shaw's being I think pushed a little bit now because he's always got that win streak whereas Brett's kind of been up and down. In way, yeah, so it might be a good match for Nathaniel to kind of just see who's who's gonna, but uh, I, I want Nathaniel to um, I want him to fight. I think as the UFC, I think they should promote that fight later. I really want them to uh, I have agree. Their own <laughs> and then just do a massive UK, um battle of the of the uh brits you know just make a massive event out of it that's what i think should happen and then let nathaniel beat you know umar let him omar let him beat them let him you know beat the other guys and then uh, make a big fight in the uk london we, yeah we, UK fight find london deserves a big card
0: yeah no i agree i agree and it used to be that those uk cards were fairly weak like brad was usually popping those cards up peter you've got a lot of noise going on there <laughs> yeah um yeah it used to be those cards were were quite weak with with brad and jimmy kind of the two names that everybody was looking and hoping that they weren't going to be injured so we got those them on the card yeah. at least Was yeah. now yeah. i feel like we've got such a a plethora of, of talent to be on the card
3: there. The next like UK hand. card, the next UK card after COVID is going to be absolutely massive. Is whoever's on there is going to be an absolutely massive card. If they if they only match a couple of British people against each other in a big main event, it it could be huge. And I'm I'm already excited, and it's not even like announced. So yeah, yeah, that next one is going to be big, regardless of who they pick. I think.
0: Uh, Glenn saying Nathaniel's not beating the Welsh boys. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Never mind.
2: <laughs> Agree to disagree, my friend. Agree to disagree.
0: Glenn's from Wales. If you couldn't work that out, bad.
2: <laughs> I, I can understand. Uh, hey, hey, I'm I'm from a whole different part of the world. I'm from Russia, but you know, uh, I I still think I'm gonna root for my London boys this time.
0: And Talking about that next card that we'll probably get in London, it's usually in March time. That might be the time that Darren Till's making his comeback, because it sounds like after last night he's got quite bad damage to his knee, so yeah. it could be that that's his first fight back, so he could be headlining and we could be getting a very, very exciting undercard. But yeah. let's talk about that fight last night. Um, Lewis, I'm going to come to you first, because I know you agree with me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah but it was it was an exciting what a fight wasn't it
0: striking masterclass it was oh I, I did really enjoy it even though i was on the edge of my seat
3: yeah and do you know what? i'm surprised surprisingly like you you talk about kind of big cards like you you usually think the ones that everyone watched would be like the mcgregors uh masvidals but a lot of people i know who don't usually watch ufc watch this card as well so i think that says a lot about First of all, Yaz Island, but also the the kind of drawing power of Darren Till. That
0: yeah,
3: a lot a lot of people like people I know who don't usually watch UFC was was watching this or getting up this morning and watching it. So it was definitely a, a big event. definitely a big main event, and um, I really think it lived up to expectations. Really good striking battle. Really technical. I was you was just any moment expecting someone could get knocked out. Something something big could happen, and yeah. that, and that's that's what was so exciting about it. I mean, in terms of the decision. Um, granted, I wanted Darren Tilt to win, but I did feel at the end he might he might get it on points decision. Um, I, I personally gave him round one with a knockdown. Yeah. Uh, round four, I thought he just landed the heavier shots. Yeah. Um, and and sort of pro- move forward a little bit more, which I thought might sway the judges to him in round four. And then obviously he opened up the big cut in round five. So I felt like it was close, and I was no I was not disappointed that Whitaker got the win because he he fought really well, but at the same time, I did. I did at the end think Darren might sneak this one. So yeah, yeah it, was, it was a good fight. But yeah, fair play to Whitaker. He fought well and he he deserved his win as well on the night. To be fair,
0: I I agree with your rationale. That's the the same reasons that I gave him those rounds. Um, and I they were really close. There were three rounds that were very close. And if you scored them the other way, that's why I'm I'm not saying it's a robbery by any means. I can see how it was scored the other way. But it really does pee me off when when people say about the takedowns in the fifth round, where Darren Till got straight back up and nothing was landed, and he cut him open. So that's that's the the argument that I find really annoying about the fifth round. If you've got other reasons, if you think that Whitaker's shots were more impactful, or he he. You know, he, he caused more damage in those rounds, fair play. But it's it's just very annoying to me that people still bang on. And I've, I have to credit John Gooden because he's continually, you know, talking about the judging criteria correctly. So I think he's been a breath of fresh air on Yaz Island. But how did you score it bad and did you enjoy the fight?
2: Um, yeah, I, I have to admit that I'm a bit ashamed that I actually couldn't stay up for it. I um uh, <laughs> I was <laughs> I I just I was so up for it. I was like yes I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it. I'm looking to the right and I see Nick unconscious I see Matt behind me just gone and I'm like yes I can do it but then I, I I saw the Gustafson fight and I just fell asleep like you know but um after obviously watching it in the morning um yeah it was a good fight and I want to score it for Till I was looking for ways for Till to win and I think you can give it to Till but for me it was just that. I think Whitaker was landing the more impactful shots. Um, okay. It was that yes, um, Till was landing in terms of, like with that beautiful elbow he caught uh, yeah. Whitaker, uh, th- like, like that was amazing. Um, but I, I noticed that a lot of the shots he was doing, the, the little faint, 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 and then hit, it always seemed yeah. to kind of hit into his guard, and that uh, it, it just it kind of somehow it it wouldn't be as clean as. Sure, Rob missed a lot more, but when he did land, it was always when you know Darren was pulling back and he would catch him and. I felt like those mm-hmm. shots, um, although perhaps he he missed more when he did land. I th- I felt that it would cause more of more damage than when Whitaker was landing on the guard. So did you
0: score it
2: three two to Whitaker? Uh, to be fair, when I watched it in the morning, I didn't exactly do the scoring criteria. I should have. <laughs> so I kind of just I kind of just watched the fight. Um, but yeah, yeah, I I, I think it's the the debate is towards the end because that's when the round started to get a yeah. little bit iffy i think the first round um rob took i think it was and then with and then no no, no it was the other way first round till, till first second, second yeah. round a 100 percent, and then the third yeah. round they started to kind of you know uh get wild closer. punches landing and yeah. then yeah with and then you know till would land with his you know accuracy it was yeah it was up in the air for me yeah
0: Do you think that the knee injury that Till sustained in the second round had an impact on, do you think the the result would be any different if that hadn't happened?
2: I think those kicks, those kicks to the calf that I saw, that lead kick to the calf that uh, Rob was thrown, really, I think it did help. Um, I, I think that that whether that made the knee worse in any way or, or at what point I don't know but I, th- I felt like that accumulated in the fight and I felt like perhaps that you know Darren Till was feeling it because at some point he literally just went limp from the kick, he just kind of relaxed and just he let the kick take him and, and I think that yeah. it, it kind of it scored for Whitaker in terms of the eyes of the judges, they saw this kick start.
0: Yeah, I think he did a good job of having a poker face and not showing the pain but yeah, you're right, that he definitely was, you know, that's an indication to the judges that they were having an impact. How did you score it then, Peter? Because I know you didn't agree with
1: me and Lewis. No, I just went with the judges. I thought they got it spot on. Uh, well, they insane. didn't all
0: score the same rounds for the no, same when, people. When they... So,
1: which judge yeah, did yeah, you agree yeah. with? Uh, our one, uh, what's his name again? I mentioned him earlier on. I can't remember his name already. Cartledge. Uh, Cartledge, yeah, So Ben Cartledge. So I way he scored it, as you say, I just started watching the fight. He's watching it. And then obviously Till, Till dominated that first time. And yeah. then after that, Robert workers controlled the fight. He mixes it up a lot more. He's better all around as well. He was doing the calf kicks. He was going for takedowns, faking the takedowns, to throwing overhand and stuff like that. Just much better all around. Uh, and as you say, I just thought he took over the fight from there. He, uh you say, Till... I don't know. I think he's a bit one-dimensional. He just kind of comes at you, doesn't he? Just... just as you I- say, people... People joke about his left hand and all that, but he just—I don't know—he just—it's nothing different that, down He's got a good takedown defense and all that, but he does just come out here and just throws the same things all the time. I think Robert- I think
0: he needs to work on his ground game. When he was on his back, he—he d- he didn't look like he had like much there yeah. for for me, but I—I um, d- I don't know whether that. One dimensionness that you you said about, I think a lot of that was caused by the knee and not having the mm. the same movement that he would normally have. But I, I saw Danny put up a question there about who we thinks next for Till. Peter, who, who would you suggest is the next opponent for Till? I've got a feeling it won't be for a long time because well, I, I think his knee's going to take a long time to heal.
1: How bad is his knee? I, I know he injured it, but I don't know. How he's going to get an operation. But he, said he said he thinks that, that it it
0: he will need an operation.
1: Okay, well, Glenn said they Romero or something, so anybody. I think Till said if, if he wins a couple, then you will get a title shot and all that. So I know the champions yeah. want Till, but so take on anybody, but I think he needs to get better, get well, get this operation at right about and evolve evolve his game a bit more as well. Mm. I think so. How many takedowns did the tent? None. No stuff like that. Mix it up a bit. Even fake the takedown. Do something. Just change it up a bit, and
3: a yeah. so. He was. He was he, definitely doing that in the first round a little bit more. He seemed to be moving with a lot. You no know, more. More purpose. He was fainting yeah. a lot more. But I think once he took, I, I once he took them, started taking them kicks to the legs. That slowed him down. Then he says he had the injury to the leg, and it, it's going so to be a factor, check, isn't
1: it? Did he attempt to check the kicks? He didn't. Did he? he just do them? The thing is that,
3: like you said though, Peter Whitaker does mix it up so well. You don't know what's yeah. coming, so you can't really block. You can't always block the low kick because there's three or four other things on the table for him to throw. So I think it's just a, a case of Whitaker being good as opposed to Darren being bad more than anything. And um, I, I do agree with what you're saying though. I think Darren could definitely do with kind of adding a few more tools to his arsenal and and see where that takes him. What's next for Darren is tough because if he's got a long layoff. By the time he comes back early next year, the whole middleweight division could be yeah. completely different. You've got Hermanson yeah. off a big win. Um, you've got a title fight coming up. You've got Kananier, who's on a streak. So you you don't know who's going to be at the top um, yeah. by the time he gets back now. That's the thing. Yeah. So I think he'll just sort of take some take time, rest, train when he's fit, and, and see where it goes from there. But he's definitely, I think he proved one thing, that he is at that level of like a top five middleweight now, like, you know, is no joke. He's a great fighter, former champion. And until, like you said, two of us gave that fight to him, even though the judges all gave it to Whitaker, it was a good yeah. fight, a close fight. And I definitely think he's he's come out of that with a lot of positives and a lot of things he can work on.
0: A hundred percent. And Danny said, just, uh, do you think there's any argument for a rematch? I don't see it being an instant rematch, but I can definitely see them fighting again down the line. What do you think, Bad?
2: I think down the line. I don't think yeah. I think you need to give Till uh a second to well a couple seconds to heal up his knee. <laughs> and uh yeah. I think he needs to um just kind of yeah, to check out his game a little bit because you know he is very good at what he does and he yeah. and if he lands, you know, he lands. But it's it is it it's a very kind of game that people can look at and, and they can tailor a game plan towards it. And I think yeah. that that kind of forward and backwards and and maybe throw a couple hooks, you know, as as good as his boxing is, maybe he needs to mix up with his more Thai that he does so well. You know, it's just yeah. that maybe needs to rely. I mean, in that Gastelum fight, he used the clinch very well. Um, and I, I, granted, it's hard to clinch Whitaker because he's either in or out. But it, you know, maybe yeah. work, work on your other weapons. Um, personally, I think um, he comes back for London. Maybe Gastelum gets another fight, in, and I say fight Gastelum again. I mean. Um, Gastelum gee, unfortunately lost his last fight, but he didn't look bad. He reversed that takedown, he's he looked, lost he it, hasn't
0: well. he? Lost three in a row now, though, Kelvin. Yeah. Right, but so I Kelvin think I it, think yeah.
2: if but I think if he gets another fight and makes a comeback, then you can have a fight between them two again. I just in terms of cannoneer and and these top names, I think they're now pushing towards title fights. And I think if anything, you should have them fight each other like cannoneer and um, Amanson. I think get that as a title eliminator or something. Can, can I so say they've as well? only
0: just fought in Copenhagen, didn't they? And that was quite um, that was quite convincing. Sorry, yeah. go on, Lewis.
3: So, I know it's not really a, a a sort of high ranking fight, but the fight I think everyone would want to see is Mike Perry and Darren Till.
0: Oh, shut up! Uh, that
3: <laughs> that'll be a great occasion, wouldn't it? Those two, the like the build up to it. And that, I, I, that is, I would love to see that fight, especially if Gan's out for a while now. Like, that's, that's the perfect fight to welcome him back. Perry Terry can definitely bump up to middleweight for one fight. I oh my so. God, did
0: you see him yesterday? I saw, I saw him on social media. He's training with Joel Romero. He looks bigger than Joel Romero.
3: He's a big guy, Perry. <laughs> I don't he's know a, he's what he's been guy.
0: eating. <laughs> it was huge. Oh, yeah. Strange. <laughs> but that, that,
3: that's a fight I'd love to see. I know.
0: I he's mean- too young for Perry. Perry's beating up old people. I, I, yeah, <laughs> I think that that's a fight where if Darren's lost a few and he needs a confidence builder to, I, d- I mean, I don't see them. However big Perry's looking, I don't see them in the same weight class. I don't really put them like Mike Perry is a really fun fighter, and I love watching him, and I think he's uh, like really fun to have in the UFC. But if Till is is set on being a title contender. I don't think that's the fight to make, but maybe yeah. we'll see that one down the line. I, I think <laughs> so.
3: Like, and you know, people will tune in to watch that—the the weigh-ins, oh, yeah. the the build-up. It's
2: the a press conference. Yeah, Oof, you know, people will tune in. So I think that could happen. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. um... Hashtag War Dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's move on because obviously, as as they kept on banging on about, it, it was such a long card. It was fifteen fights. So I wanted to say. Get yourselves down to Cajero's Academy, South There were 37 fights on the last <laughs> card, and we were there for all of them. <laughs> but 15 fights, so we're not going to go through all of them, but just wanted to touch on some of them on the main card and then obviously all the Brits. So it was a Pride Never Die co-main. We had Shogun versus Noguera. Um Was it, you know, some people were saying it was sad that they were still fighting. They looked fucking old, I thought, but... Um, <laughs> Yeah. It was a great fight. I still enjoyed it. What did you think, Bad?
2: It's like that um, that movie, that, that um, Robert De Niro and uh, that Grudging <laughs> Match movie. What's that? That one. <laughs> you <know> <laughs> me being Me being the youngest person here, I assume, um, you know, I didn't necessarily grow up with these guys, but I, I respect 100% now, <laughs> and I've since then gone to watch their fights and their pride fights, and, and honestly, they're legends, and I think so it's like that. It's less about the fight itself, and it's more about the story. And I yeah. think it's just nice to have those kind of, you know, you don't want to see Shogun Hua fighting, I don't know, um, some some savage like, um, yeah. Uh, oof, my mind's gone from the uh, what's that, the heavyweight division? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he you drew, know, you don't want him to fight Bear some.
1: Upper... What's that his last fight? Remember, you drew with Beardy. That was his last fight.
0: Yeah, he drew with Paul Craig in his last fight.
2: Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but um, yeah, but you don't want him to fight like some super young, up and coming, oh, uh, undefeated person. You want to see him fight the people that he's fought in his career because it's, yeah. it's better that way to finalize and wrap a, wrap a bow on it, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I think it's nice. I think it's nice that the UFC can, can have these kind of fights. And it's just, it's a special thing for, for long term fans, I think.
0: Yeah. Lewis, did you enjoy it?
3: Yeah, I did. I, I agree. Like they did both look old, but. At the same time, I think it was everything that I wanted it to be. You know, it was yeah. uh, it was a good it was a good fight. And yeah, I I can't really say. I think Vlad, uh, Vlad said it best. Really, It was one of those. That's the kind of matchup you want for those at this stage in their yeah. career. I don't really know. I don't really know where either of them go from it. Really, I think but...
0: Nogueira retired after. That's his last fight. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, no, like now said, it's Bellator time.
2: It, Bellator time. Yeah. that <laughs> <Yeah. time. Yeah, laughs> yeah. money. Bellator, <laughs> let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Peter, what did you think?
1: I thought Noi Gera won the fight. I, I disagree with the judges in that one. I thought he won that one. Uh, it saved two legends going at it for a third time, and uh, it's a good way for the to go out. So,
0: yeah, I don't know what
1: Shogun's going to do now, but I don't know where he goes from here. But
0: yeah, I'd like to see them both hang up their gloves, and you know where they can still like have a. Talk and you know <laughs> Just like they did look old That's all I'd say They put in a good fight But there's only so long You
1: can wait <laughs> yeah. for pressure on them Because it was cool mate I mean that's a big spot to take it could have yeah. been Could have been a horrible fight but...
0: It could have been a horrible mm, yeah. fight And talking about another fight That could have been a horrible fight I wasn't really sure What to make of the doom Gus And actually if it was going to be One sided I expected it to go the other way So I called this one Completely wrong um What did you think, Lewis? We don't see many arm bars in the heavyweight
3: yeah. <laughs> division. I, I, it went exactly as I predicted. I just I had that feeling that Vadoom was going to tangle him up, and that was going to happen. I don't know why I, I just didn't see Gus. I thought it was a bad matchup for Gus because he's been he's been submitted in the past. His his ground defense isn't great for the for the division. So how oh, easy John Jones submitted him last time when they were on top when he got on top. And you know if if John Jones can do that, he might light heavyweight you know with Vadoom. I, I just felt like Vadoom's one option is just to grab him whatever means he can and get our submission and it was it was a brilliant submission the way you set up that armbar, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, no it was. It, you can't take anything away from Vadoom. It's just the way that he approaches fights sometimes. I'm not sure how how seriously he's taking it and mm. how much he's putting into his camps and sometimes he doesn't look like he's in the best shape and it's it's quite hard to to tell with him how it's gonna go, but Bad, was that one? I can't remember your predictions. Who did you? Ask?
2: Oh, I was so wrong. <laughs> I was so so wrong. I I based my prediction on the Olenek fight, Olenik. Yeah. And you know he did not look great there. But then I yeah. actually looked at. I think it was Chel um posted a video recently um, saying that uh but weighed in at 240 pounds for this fight whereas in the Olympic fight he was 260. so it's just like you said katie it it depends whether he's taking it seriously or not it seems if he wants to get his weight in and 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 be low or i I don't know what his training is like but yeah but when he wants to be or when he when he can be is the best in the world or one of them he was the champion his ground game is elite as lewis said and um yeah i was i just thought we're gonna see Gustafson just out jab him and, and, and Vadoom won't be able to close that range. But you know what? He proved me wrong and got a slick armball. So hey, props. Yeah. I, that-
3: I did think Gustafan would have like a round way do that. But I thought the more as Vadoom starts to take shots, he'll get desperate and he'll just go for that takedown at all costs. Oh god. <laughs> yeah,
0: I just thought he I just
3: oh, yeah. thought I just thought whatever happens, he'll when times get desperate, he'll get that take he'll grab him a hold him at some point. And I I think as well going up from light heavyweight to heavyweight is a hard jump to make because the the guys up there are so big.
1: Yeah.
0: And
3: when you're fighting a grappler like that as well, you only got to, only gonna have a, a sniff of them on top of you on the ground, and it you, you saw what happened really. But yeah, Vadum, he's, when he's on form, he's a great guy. I know he's getting on a bit now, so I don't really know what what where he goes from here really. It's kind of a it's a big win because Gustafson's a big name, but at the same yeah. time, I don't really think it, it pushes him further in the heavyweight division.
0: No. Well, he said. I saw him post a thank you to the UFC for allowing him to redeem himself. So again, I wasn't sure maybe if he wanted to go out on a win or he's he's not someone that I can see having another run for the title. But he'll always be a big name that they can put in anywhere in the world on a fight night to to headline a card and 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 just like you know have have a big name on the card. So. If he wants to stick around, I'm sure they'll love to have him. But what's next for Gus? Does he... Is, is the love back for him? Or does he retire again?
1: I think he shouldn't have, shouldn't have came out of retirement in the first place. I think when you retire, you should just retire. But in MMA, Connor's retired. We all know he's no
0: MMA retirements aren't real. I know, I <laughs>
1: Shocking. You were talking about predictions there. All four of us predicted Gus.
0: Oh, did we? Right. Yeah, okay. all I'll four feel of us. Less silly no, now. I predict
1: them for doom. No, I'm not talking about you, Lewis. You'll replace it. You've got Michael's
0: pick. Yeah, yeah, go.
1: go. Michael Blair <laughs> of Scottish Hotscod, who's over uh, Corman uh, Bairdue, was maybe yeah. on the show. But the UFC had different plans in mind for him just now, so he couldn't make it. But all four of us went for Gus. Do you want to know yeah. who won the predictions, Katie?
0: Oh, I was going to come to that at the end. But uh, okay, we can do it now go, if right. you
1: want. Right. Well, it's up to yourself. Uh, it was very tight between three people, so. As
0: and the last, person it wasn't tight between was me so, because
2: I. So, yeah. <laughs> you love your heart. You went with your heart.
1: So there was there was fifteen fights, and this is why I call easy prediction because you're just predicting the winner, you're not predicting the yeah. method and So this is easy prediction. So I was expecting high scores, so in fourth place with Katie with seven out of fifteen. <laughs> right. Next we had Vard. You had eleven out of fifteen, which is very good. Oh, key. that's good. And we've got a tie for first place. Myself and Michael both got 12 out of 15. Oh,
0: nice. very good. Yes,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: yeah, so I don't um, ever follow my bit betting picks,
1: people. <laughs> yeah. But as you say, if you with your heart, we went with our heads. <laughs> uh,
0: I didn't go. Like, a lot of the time, my, my head agreed with my heart. I just, like, need to have a word with my oh. head, clearly. All, the fight,
1: all these fight islands, I've put accumulators on every show on all the British fighters. And, of course, none of it's came in. No. <laughs> So yeah.
3: I I don't usually bet very much, but I was out last night before we went. Um, before I came do- back to watch the fight, I had a few beers. And I was so adamant to my friend that Till was going to win by decision, and um, I'm like, bet 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 forty quid on it, mate. And he did. <laughs> and um, yes, <yeah>, so <laughs> and he got to,
0: going, the
3: judges got it wrong. Yeah, he got <laughs> it got to the last round. I'm like, I've got I've got this in the bag for him. Like he's I, I'm going to a couple of free beers next week. And he lost, so...
0: (laughs) Now the beers are on you because he's (laughs) in. Yeah. So, um, I'm just going to gloss over. Carlo Esparza beat Rodriguez by uh, decision and Oliveira beat Sabota by decision. I was just going to cover the the Brits other than that, unless you guys had anything to say on those two fights.
3: Esparza did what she had to do, didn't she? She did what she had to do on the night. Use her takedowns. Can't argue with it, really. She kept going for the knee bar, didn't you? Yeah.
0: And Even if Conor was for it. telling
1: her to stop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> stop yeah. for the knee bar. <laughs> uh, but,
0: Peter, I'll come to you for the Paul Craig fight, because, uh, yeah, like you said, Carla Esparza's t- team were going nuts at her for keep going for the knee bar. And I could see afterwards uh, Antoliga's corner were going nuts at him for... T- for walking into the position that Jew wants to get everybody in. Talk us through the fight.
1: Yeah, it was very quick. And it was like Paul knew he was going to get taken down. So when he did get, he just kind of, yeah, take me down then, I'll come down with you. And that yeah. was it. And the rest, the rest is history. The guys, they walked into it and just kept trying to punch him and all that. Just, but before the fight, when Paul came in the cage I mean, he and when you ran round and you kind of had a wee face off with him and all that, trying to wind him up and all that, it was quite funny yeah. and all that. But I mean, Paul was well up for it. Uh, yeah, no, just as Paul peered, you don't go on top of him because you're just going to walk right in that triangle. So, <laughs> yeah. and it was up, funny but,
0: he was saying in his post-fight interview afterwards that like they'd studied footage and he rushes in and like I think that was all part of the game plan to get him to, to yeah,
1: that, that's what that, that's what that guy does. He takes you down. You'll go for grounding pound or you'll try and submit <laughs> you, and that's just perfect game plan for Paul as well. So Paul just done what Paul usually does. Uh, I think, there was a, I think they had a wee run in after the fight as well. I think there was something. Did they? Yeah, there was something that they were like alone together and he didn't say nothing. But then when they came into their room and all the corner and that was there, the guy said something to Paul. But Paul couldn't really understand what he was saying. So Paul gave him. Paul said, I might have pushed him. So it all kicked <laughs> off afterwards as well. Because so.
0: they so, had a bit of argy-bargy at the at the face-offs, didn't they, after the
1: weigh-ins? Yeah, yeah. yeah I think he flipped his cap and all that, didn't he? Yeah. That's Paul Paul, he always does that. He has a face paint on, he's ready for war. You know what I mean? Braveheart kind of style. But such a great guy and all that and another win for him, so interesting to see what he gets next. So he's
0: a temp fight in the UFC as
1: well. There's not many people who can say they've had temp yeah. fights. Yeah, he, he's he's had uh, he's, That's what I'm saying, remember he was one away for getting cut, and he got that submission in the very last second. Yeah, uh, he came, he, yeah, so he's a fighter, so so, be interesting. I'm looking forward to see. I think this was the first fight he was actually a favorite, and they didn't give him somebody undefeated. That's yeah. what they usually do. So, you gave him yeah. somebody where he was actually the favorite. So, crazy. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to his next one. Yeah,
0: well, I'm looking forward to his next one. Uh, what It was a quick one, Lewis. So, I'm not sure how much more there is to say on that, but did you <laughs> enjoy
3: it? Yes, yeah, great to see Paul when. Obviously, we all support the British guys, and I—I I think slowly Paul is becoming a bit of a stalwart for British MMA now, isn't he? In the UFC, he's, he's racking up the fights, racking up the wins, and like you said, once he gets and on the triangles. floor, he's <laughs> yes, he's, you don't want to be there with him. I mean, I I do kind of think with Paul when he gets to the you know the upper echelons that he might he might struggle a little bit, but you know what? At the same time, if he's he's winning, you you know you got you got to keep winning, like Pete said earlier about Nathaniel, you got to keep getting the wins and. He did that last night, and um, yeah, onwards and upwards for the Beji. He's a great fighter. He's a great guy, uh, a great character for Scotland as well. And he, with with the brave art paint, and yeah, it's, it's great to see British guys doing well. So really pleased to see him uh, pull that off and and do it early as well.
0: Yeah, he made me feel better as well because he said like the reason it took him so long to set it up and get it on properly was because it's not like the side that he likes to triangle with, and I'm like. <laughs> It's not just me. <laughs> There's someone in the UFC saying that. <laughs> so he's so, good. He's so good with
3: that move, and he's just yeah. so he's so slick with it. You know, I, I can't understand why why he went there with him, but no, there we are. He did, and he paid the price. So
0: yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know.
3: It was the ego that kind of said, you know, I can come down here with you, and you're not gonna catch me in your best move, but.
0: There can't be anything worse than losing to something you knew that you'd prepared for and then your whole corner having a go at you for doing it. (laughs) That's got to be a rubbish journey home for sure. But props to Beju, great fight, really enjoyed it. Um, We had also on the main card Rhys McKay making maybe the toughest UFC debut matchup. Peter doesn't
1: think this was bad matchmaking. <laughs> it, got, it got him a four-fight contact with the UFC, so it's not a bad matchup. And this won't even count towards... his, his next three fights, his next fight, that's when the UFC will judge him. they love him because they took it on short notice. And, you I mean? It obviously, it didn't work out for him. Uh, but, nice. yeah, no, he's got, he's got a contact now instead of waiting for his next... Because all they would have taken was him to get a cage winner's title fight in one punch, and it's all down the drain. His UFC dream, so it's him. Came for them, so good luck them.
0: I d- I don't think it was a, a good matchup though. I don't think fighting someone with that style, without a full camp preparing for that style, is is an easy matchup. I thought it was a really, 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 really tough matchup. But he was seventeen to one to to get a TKO or KO finish. So I did put my money on him because I've seen enough Reese McKean fights to know that he he always had a chance of winning that fight. Um, it did annoy me as well that they were already putting up um, back-to-back victories in the shortest turnaround, asterisk, as long as he wins his fight tonight. Uh like before the fight had even happened. So I you know, the UFC are building Chimayev as a, a massive, massive star and he's gonna go on to be a big star for them, I'm sure. But tough night of the office for Reese McKee bad. what do you think?
2: Yeah, exactly what everyone's pretty much said. Um Himaev is Khabib with a mouth and UFC loves that. They love Khabib yeah. and they love someone that can talk. And so when you have that style, it's like, you know, I think McKee was sort of, you know, don't get me wrong, in no disrespect of a guy, he's a great fighter. I, and I have seen his fights, but I think the at least from the UFC's perspective, it was sort of lamb to the slaughter. They kind of were like, Okay, let's get someone that, you know, it's a good fighter, but we think that will help promote. like you said, they wanted they, they really wanted to sell that turnaround, that that uh ten days. They really liked the sound of that. Yeah. Yeah. And um and it was it was it was interesting. I mean, from mckee's point of view it's like you know it's a tough matchup and if you do get ground and pounded and and held throughout the whole let's say three rounds it's like yes you're in the ufc now but is is that still the way you want to get in and i know it's hard to get into ufc of course it is but it's like you know it's it's a sort of thing where you've got to think of it from a business perspective but all all respect to him no one's going to judge him for it he's going to have his fights now yeah i do find it interesting though how um the same throw he went for in the weigh-in, you know, the little... He literally came yeah. up close to him, and yeah, And yeah. then he, that's the first thing they did in the fight. He literally ran up to him, picked him up, brought him to his own corner, and then that yeah. was that was unfortunately the fight. But um, we'll see. We'll see how uh, Reese is at at lightweight, um, his true weight, and um, hopefully he will be able to get one back.
0: And Vad, I remember um, before Nathaniel was in the UFC, Brad was um just very um, like certain that he wasn't going to let Nathaniel take a short notice fight way into the UFC. He wanted him mm-hmm. to to have an opponent picked out and prepared in a proper um, fight camp and stuff just, just for Nathaniel's like entry into the UFC. Do you think that's important?
2: Like, yeah, in my opinion, at the end of the day everything's your reputation i mean I, i'm i i'm an amateur so in a way i can kind of lose and kind of get away with it because you know uh, obviously you want to win and you want to build yourself up but at least at amateur you're learning and, it, and it's experience and you're going to get better because yeah. when you turn pro that's when it counts it depends what kind of story you're going to tell throughout your career every fighter in my opinion is telling a story with their career you know khabib's the undefeated the titan that no one can beat you know other fighters it's the comeback story so um you know People are gonna look down on a fighter that gets destroyed in their first fight. That's just the harsh nature of the sport. Although yeah. if you can redeem yourself, I guess it's good. I think though, you should wait. Me personally, as if I was a manager, I think you should wait until the right moment because then you can you can kind of get a nice performance in your first fight and just jump on forward and forward and forward rather than you know taking a short notice fight that you might lose. It's just it's it's risk and reward. It's risk and reward.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Some and do one short notice. Already... Some some have
1: won a short notice fight in a call up the UFC. Yeah. Stevie Ray took one in two weeks' notice yeah. and we Jack yeah,
3: but
2: We, it... yeah.
0: we knew as well though who that guy was because he yeah. fought John Phillips like the week before. And then we see we actually saw the Graham Boylan video where he's like, Pack your bags, you're going to the UFC. And then he goes, Who's my opponent? And he goes, <clears throat> And, and he's like, who? I've not heard of him. Yeah, because he used his first name. He didn't want you to <laughs> know who it was. He goes, oh, it doesn't matter. I'll fight anyone. Excellent. See you in Abu Dhabi. <laughs> it just, like, it, it, was, it was tough. But the good news is it ain't going to get any tougher than that for, for his next fight. But um, Chimayev's already called out Damian Meyer and he wants to fight in August. So, what do you think of
1: that, Lewis? He actually I wanted mean, to fight it again in the car, didn't he? When they asked him, he goes
3: off fighting someone. Yeah, he said that. Yeah. 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 Crazy. I, th- I think with regards to that, like like Vad said, they they found a, a bit of a goldmine with this guy because he looks a little bit like a big. He fights a little bit like him, but he's just a great talker. So I think they're gonna, yeah. the UFC. Are now they'll really kind of back this guy. They'll give him good. They'll give him good matchups. They'll give him a little bit of push. I, I think you saw that. You know, they gave him John Phillips. I felt like they did John Phillips a little bit dirty. He got, you know, John Phillips getting on the uh, on the plane. A guy who's notoriously not known for his wrestling and grappling game, who was going out there to fight a striker, and then they give him this guy, you know, and then the next fight you've got Rich McKee who's six days notice, uh, a guy who's predominantly known for fighting at lightweight. Yeah. And now he's he's going to fight this guy. And I, I just felt like this Kamaya obviously he's he's a real big prospect. You would see how good he is. It's obvious he's he's amazing, but hearing in the commentary like Dan Hardy saying he, he he wants to see him fight Usman and I'm thinking he's just, he's fought he's fought two guys who are predominantly strikers one of which is on six days notice the other didn't know he's preparing for a wrestler and now you're gonna kind of compare him to Usman I th- I think it's really yeah. early days for that and I think Damian I think Damien might is a bad matchup for him personally um I think that's a fight where you'd re- you'd really see how good he is and. You know, Maya, Maya usually does quite well against wrestlers, so I know he's lost. But the ones he's lost to have been great, great guys and champions. So, I don't know. I, I think he needs to build himself up the way any other fighter would at this point. You know, Khabib, Khabib never skipped any steps, for example. He, he kind of worked his way through the division, as, as you would expect. And, um, yeah, I, I, I didn't like it with they've kind of comparing this guy already to Usman and saying he's going to be a, a double champ. You know, that's what they're saying. He's going to fight for a welterweight belt, and then a middleweight belt. I, I just thought that's a bit too early up. Considering the fights he's had, and that's not a takeaway yeah. from recent John because they're both tough competitors. But I feel yeah. like the the odds were definitely stacked in uh Kimai's favor and and that's what it is, you know, he, he still went out and won, but you know, he it's keeping it in perspective as well. Like there's levels to the game, we all know that. And he's he's still a newcomer in the in the UFC, so he's a big prospect, yeah. but uh, I think more of what is about him is that he's he's got that look, he's kinda of scary looking. Yeah. He, he talks well. He says, you know, I'm going to go smash these guys. It's great. It sells, you know. It's great. I'll I'll be watching his next fight, whoever it's against. So, it yeah. it's a great it's a great prospect. But I don't I don't like to get kind of too carried away with, with things. I like know that, for I me,
0: it feels like they're a little bit desperate for a star. Yeah. So they're literally throwing the kitchen sink, and you couldn't ask for any more than than what he's what he's done and what he's achieved mm. with his first two fights. He's been amazing, but there's a uh, there's only so much you can say about someone who's had two fights and yeah. you know done. But um, hats off to him anyway. Like a really tough start for Reese, yeah. but Reese Okay, can I, can't can wait I say wait as well? To see you back in there.
3: Gone. Can, can I say as well for what Peter said? I think I, I kind of agree with what Peter Amvad said. It's you, you're kind of taking that beating just to get a contract because even though there's that, that risk that you know you're going to go in, you're going to get smashed up. You might lose in cage words and you never get a chance. So at least now for Reese, you know, it, it might have been a bad start, which is not a good thing, but he's got three fights now to go and prove himself. I know obviously we saw with Craig White a couple of years ago he, he got beat by Diego Sanchez and cut and he was in the same situation. But yeah. you know, you if you, you, he's got a chance, he's put himself in there. You know, the UFC is the end goal. That's where you want to sort of make your money and, and make your name. So he's there now. Um, he, he's he's had a good I think he's got enough experience to be there. Yeah. And um I, I think probably even though it, it wasn't the best start he wanted, I think on on balance of things it's it's probably a good thing that he he stepped up and, and took his shot.
0: So one more thing that I wanted to ask about that fight was um Dan Hardy said on the broadcast that he reckons Reese will go back down to lightweight. Um I think so.
3: Do we think that he'll yeah,
0: go think, back down to lightweight?
3: Yeah, yeah. I think so. You you could see the strength difference. I know I know that the, the guy is uh, you know, he fights at middleweight, he's immensely strong. He trains yeah. with Dust But I just like we've seen we've seen Reese get kind of overpowered by guys at Welterweight before. Um I, the the name has gone out of my head. I I saw him fight Obama for a title and um, the guy now fights him. He trains with Dan actually.
0: Oh um, uh, Terry Brazer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: He, he kinda got out muscled by Terry Brazer, who's not known for being that strong. So I I think lightweight is, is Reese's weight. I know it's a tough cut, but he's big for yeah, the it is weight. A tough cut I think I think that's where he thrives. Unless, oh, you don't know if he kind of works on his S&C and, and bulks, you you don't, you don't know what could happen. But I'd like to see him drop back yeah. on lightweight, like, personally. I
0: do, yeah, I don't know, because I think it is a tough cut. And um, I was, I feel like that was only his second fight at welterweight and he was fighting a guy who fought at middleweight the, Maybe, the week yeah. before. But But that could always be the case. He could always be fighting someone who's coming down from there. So... He's either got a bulk up for yeah. uh, for welter, I guess, or or drop back
2: down. S- but I will say though that I think light like, will we'll give him a redemption, we'll give him a little bit of a redemption kind of aspect of it. He'll be like, you know, I, I don't know how he feels in that weight division. I'm not in his body. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if he thinks that he, they are a bit stronger, he'll be like he'll be able to say to himself, Look, that fight didn't go my way. Uh, perhaps the opponent was very good, but at the same time, I got out-muscled. Maybe yeah. I can do better. And just for him, because it's hard to recover from a loss like that. I mean, just anybody, you know. I mean, I'm sure Edson Barboza didn't, didn't like his fight against Khabib after that. You know, it's it's hard psychologically, I think, to recover from a, a loss um, where you, you didn't manage to throw a strike. So I think any if, if, if lightweight is a harder cut, but it allows him to get that confidence back, then I think he should go for it. Because yeah. right now, it's all about getting that comeback in and proving yeah. that he's not the guy that, that lost to Hermione.
3: At, at Welterweight as well, like we say about how strong uh, Hamayev is, but they're all like that. Like, you've got Usman, Colby Corbenton, um Damian Meyer, like, big, big guys. Even, like, if you see Leon Edwards, he's huge. Do you know what I mean? Darren Till, when he was fighting at Welterweight, he's huge. So, I don't think he's going to come against many small, many Welterweights who are smaller and kind of less physical than that, really. They're all, they're all beasts. So, that, yeah. that's, why we, that's why I think he's probably a I'd like to see him at lightweight, but who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, I'm I'm definitely, I'm just going to mentally just wipe this one off his record and uh, yeah. start again with the next one. Um, I've been so desperate for him to get into the UFC. So the good news is that he's here now. And with the next one, the world will get to see what he's truly yeah. capable of. So yeah. Yeah, and he's he's got the experience now of, of you know that kind of fight week for the UFC. I'm sure all of that was like just mind blowing in itself, being there and all the rest of it. So at least he's got that first one out the way. If we're we're looking for positives,
3: and um, and six and six days' notice, it wasn't as if it was six days' notice going to Belfast or London. It was six days' notice. We got two days in quarantine in London, two days in quarantine in Abu Dhabi. A weight yeah. cut. Uh, trying to kind of get ahead around fighting this guy. I doubt he actually trained at all, really, in the build-up to, uh, other than what he was probably doing in the gym, getting back I th- in the gym I a little think bit. He
0: was um, helping Norman Park yeah. with his fight that was uh, believed last weekend or or the weekend before for KSW. But um, yeah, he did, being a, a training partner is not the same as being in camp, obviously. Um, Chris's question there. We're just about to come on to the uh, Jaya herbert Trinaldo fight. Um, so Chris's question is about Herb Dean's performance. Let's start at the beginning of all of this. So uh, Trinaldo weighed in at 160 pounds. Obviously, it was a lightweight fight, so the highest that he should have been was 156 pounds. Tough fight anyway for um, Jaya to, to get for his... Um, First fight in the UFC. I mean, I've said this to Peter, I found some of the matchmaking on Fire Island a little bit odd. It doesn't seem as, as kind of, um, I don't know, thought out and put together as it usually does. I don't know if there's new people doing it or whether they're just taking what they can get and just putting people in the same weight divisions together. But, um, Trinaldo's got more fights in the UFC than Jai's got fights in total. Um, and I still thought that Jai was gonna do it. Jai was someone I had money on, and oh my god, what a fight. I really thought he was gonna win fighter than I as well. Um he did oh, just talk us through, talk <laughs> us through the first round, Lewis.
3: Well, I before this started, I I think going back to what you initially said about sort of matchmaking, I think a lot of it is just the the logistics of getting people to fight Ireland at the moment. I think there's there's limits to who they can match with who. And, you know, I think that's just, it is what it is. I actually like this matchup because I, I do look at Trinaldo as kind of a gatekeeper at this point. He's a great fighter, a veteran, had yeah. a lot of fights. But he's he he has kind of traditionally lost to the better fighters, the top sort of 10 guys he's fought. So I thought for a guy like Jai coming in, the form he's been on in the last couple of years, I thought this was a really good matchup for him. I, f- I felt like he was going to stick a move out, point him, land, the, land that one-two, really sharp one-twos that he did. Drop Ronaldo a couple of times. and um,
0: yeah,
3: it, it was going well. He was winning the fight, I thought. Um, it, w- it was close, obviously, but I-, I thought Jai was doing enough. I thought if it kept going the way it was, he might have even been able to get a stoppage. But then, obviously, yeah. we see Ginaldo come with that big overhand, and uh, that was all she wrote. So, disappointing for Jai, but it- it's always a chance when you're in there with a veteran like that that you're going to get caught. I mean... We say gatekeepers sometimes like it's a bit of an offensive term, but it's not. They're they're there because they're very good, you know, like you've got to be good to beat them and take that next step. And I think probably Jai was just a little bit, maybe it was a step a little bit too far for him on the night. You know, he perhaps lost a bit of concentration there, but a really good performance. And I think he'll be back. And I think he's going to be better than ever from that loss, actually.
0: I think a gatekeeper, though, in your very first UFC fight, is quite a tall order. I feel like a gatekeeper is maybe your third fight in the UFC when you've won yeah. two to kind of test your your level. What What did you think of the fight, Bird?
2: Uh Well, I, I see what you're saying with the gatekeeper Aaron, thing, but I, I do think it was out of necessity. At the end of the day, Dana's probably an attitude where you want to fight on Fight Island, cool, but this is who you're fighting. You know, so yeah. it's kind of that kind of that thing, you know, and we've seen a lot of um, like even Mickey, he's given hard fights. It's it's no no one's yeah. been given favours here on Fight Island. It is Fight Island for a reason. So Kumite, you're gonna fight whoever he, they give you. But um yeah, I was so impressed with Herbert's performance. I, I honestly thought he was doing very well. He was he was um just in and out, jabbing, crossing, you know, just using in and out movement, just being very long. And um it's just he got caught. You know, it's just one of those yeah. things um and like you guys have said i think he will be able to bounce back from that and um it's unfortunate but at the same time yeah it just shows you how much of a savage tornado is with his knockout power i mean yeah that guy is strong that guy's yeah. if he hold, i've seen him like in fights just holding someone against the cage you just throwing them like just old man strength you know but yeah him.
0: when he had him down in the first as well jai did so well to to recover from that yeah. and get back yeah. from that yeah. and worked really hard to to, like it was one all going into the third round, and like you said, Lewis, I thought he's either going to win on points from here, or I could see him sneak in the finish. But obviously, like you said, that overhand right, and it should have been all that she wrote, but Herb Dean wasn't quite <laughs> ready for that. <laughs> so it felt like Trinaldo didn't want to carry on punching Jai because he could tell he was out. Herb Dean ran over. But hadn't finished the fight and kind of said that he hadn't finished the fight. Peter, talk us through what happened next.
1: Yeah, no, you could tell the way Jai went down, where his hand was like that. You could tell he was out on the way down, and I don't know what Herb was thinking. He ran, he ran over straight away, and I thought, right, he's going to stop it. But He didn't. Mm. He stood there, and I thought, well, what are you doing? Stop the fight. But I don't know. I don't know what he was going through his mind. He's gonna, I know he's gonna. Post earlier on, but he's not yeah, really went so, into specific details about how he stopped it yet. I think it was more a dig at Dan Hardy, but Dan Hardy yeah, was shouting. So, about-
0: obviously, then Dan Hardy was going ape about like the fact that he hadn't finished it and um, they they had words and they've since I think Dan's put out a statement today just kind of saying that he is very passionate about the fighters and he felt that Herbert um, had a late stoppage earlier in the evening and this was a second one and he was putting people's lives at risk and um, now Herb Dean's put one out saying that he'll talk about why that fight wasn't an early stoppage, um, but just basically saying the only people with a right to shout out in that arena were the fighters' cornermen, or the physician and you know like that wasn't Dan's job to to be saying anything which I guess was the row they were getting into because I think Dan was telling him to do his job wasn't he it's
3: it's a weird one isn't it because my initial instincts was like yeah why is Dan saying anything now like he's in the middle of the fight he's got got a post-fight interview to do but like you say he's passionate about it I know that I'm sure I read some earlier that they'd saying about oh doing an investigation, but I don't think there's anything in it really. You know, Dan's he's where he is for a reason. He knows a lot about the sport. He's been in there on both sides of it. If he's given feedback, just I just think you take it. And I don't think that I mean if you agree with it or not, you just you know you say fair enough. He's still worth listening to. And um, I don't know yeah. why we're under this impression that like MMA referees, especially at this time, like super sensitive people. You know they. They're they're right in the spotlight. It was a it was a tough call. I I think everyone agreed that it, it was done. It was a walk off knockout for for Ronaldo in in most other cases. And um, you know, but 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 it is what it is. At the same time, you know, it, it was a, a mistake. Um, I just think Dan's in the right. In I think he's in his right to say his opinion as, as Herb's come out the, the ring, given his position and his his kind of knowledge and background, is nothing much in it. But I suppose the other argument yeah. would be, you know, we all know Dan is really good friends with Mark Goddard and. I mean if would Dan have said the same to Mark Goddard running out of the cage, you know because Mark is a notorious guy for not taking any shit, so i mean mm. would would he have said it because Mark would have given him probably the same back you know i I don't yeah. know i I just think it's one of those things it, it is what it is they they all kind of sh- on the same page dan Dan saying his opinion, just just leave it at that really i don't I wouldn't want to see anyone sort of get into any further trouble from it because, like you said, Dan is yeah. only pa- passionate about fighters at the end of the day and he's he's got a lot of experience so.
0: I think it's really hard because a couple of weeks ago I was saying that Leon Roberts was getting far too much flack for the late stoppage Rivaldo and it was completely out of order, you know, the things that were being said, especially by Dana talking about like, you know, potentially sacking people and all the rest of it. And just to clear something up, Leon Roberts was not sacked. He's chosen to take some time away. So that's not come from Dana or the UFC or anyone. That's that's Leon that's chosen to do that. But, um, yeah, I, I, I find it difficult to, you know, d- say that he cocked too much flack for that and then say too many negative yeah. things about her. The only thing I would say is, It seems like Herb is consistently starting to make mistakes and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of people um, supporting Herb and saying like he's one of the best refs in the world. And I actually think when I look back, I don't know when Peter said I need to be able to back this up if I'm going to say it. I don't know how long ago it was, but I've stopped rating Herb as like the gold standard of referees. you know, I don't think he's up there with Mark anymore, which I know is a really harsh thing to say. That's um, just my opinion because I don't have any stats or or facts on it. But I j- I just well, feel like I gone bad.
2: Sorry, no, I didn't mean to interrupt you. But I just think that a lot of people are kind of nostalgic with Herb. I feel like a lot of people kind of just see Herb's face for a long time and just kind of yeah now spawn used to. Oh, that's Herb Dean. Oh, he's there he's i've seen him ref a lot of fights i've seen him in so many title fights yeah you know, this guy's the best um <laughs> i keep piercing. yeah um but uh i, I also best think that those. we should just yeah, yeah yeah i don't know about <laughs> that for her but um i think we should judge refs for their fights individually i mean sure you can keep yeah. it, some sort of track record but at the end of the day every fight's different and um judge them on their performances on that night because at the end of the day that's that's where they either go wrong or they don't and yeah um, i don't know in in that situation it just seemed a bit weird because it was like he was sort of like standing there going just give him one more it just seemed like yeah he wanted he wanted a clear proof that it was finished whereas if yeah. you need that kind of indication then just stop the fight it's just, just unnecessary
0: yeah um yeah
2: and one I just
0: kind is, of think as well,
2: you, oh, yeah. was just, go on, Bed. go on. No, I was just going to say lastly to like finish it off, it's just what a world we live in where um there's no crowd. So the commentators can literally argue with the referees. Like, this is <laughs> yeah. where we are now in MMA. It's crazy. Before, the crowd would have been screaming, so you wouldn't be able to hear anything. But now, Dana yeah. White can literally walk into the cage and start arguing and, and everyone can hear each <laughs> other and the mics can pick it up. It's just amazing. Like, we can it's hear great, everything. Man. It's just great. Yeah. One one thing I was going to say yeah. as well, Tom Hefton
3: mentioned uh, Keith Peetson, but I think we will give a, a good shout out to Rich Mitchell as well. I thought it's been brilliant in officiating uh, these. And Dan and these. That, yeah. yeah. Dan's been yeah. the best one for me If I Island. Dan's yeah.
0: been the best one. Yeah. That they, finished they're doing brilliant, aren't Modestus, they? when Modestus yeah, did the outpost, that. that one, just perfect. That was my, my favourite example of perfect refereeing from the whole of Fight yeah. Island. But, um...
3: It's t- it's tough though, isn't it? Like, like we had the big discussion about this last week about the the flak leg and I'm still on the same page. Like it, it, it is very hard. If if you know, if um I, although it seemed clear to us perhaps in the moment they perhaps the herb jai didn't look that hurt, you know, you you've gotta give them the benefit of that sometimes. And I, I do get what you're saying, Katie, if it's becoming a recurring theme, but you know, mm. I think it's we how many times have we seen we've been on the other side of this where we're saying that fight was stopped too early, that ref was crap, you know? It, whatever the yeah. rest does, we, we complain so it, it is tough um, I think Herb was probably made a bad decision last night because the fight it, it seemed clear cut to everyone but I mean at the same time I think it's important to realise he's not kind of purposely trying to get fight hurt, he's he's doing his best and yeah.
0: you know
3: what, I, I think I think he probably will get looked at after that to be fair, I, I don't know if he's given I don't know Peter, has he, well, given, like, has he said an explanation as to why he thought that was okay so, to carry on?
0: He's he's going to so in the yeah. thing that he put out that was directed at, yeah. at Dan Hardy and and that kind of altercation that they had. But That'll be he's a telling factor. Come what out he and says, doing yeah. Educational. So, I what he think says will be
3: what he says will be a big factor in that now because he. I, think, he in- I
0: agree with you, Lewis. Because I think if he like, I don't expect referees to come out after each performance and hold their hands up and say. I was wrong, or I made a mistake, or I don't expect that, but I don't expect them to defend and say why they were right about something that is clearly wrong after the fact. So if he's still going to say that that was a good stoppage and he stands by it, and that was, uh, oh, he's posted a statement. Okay, I I, I haven't.
1: I, I, I think I'm getting mixed up. The other statement, the one he was aimed at, Dan Hardy. I think he's getting mixed up. Okay, well,
0: yeah, keep up with the times. Tom, F&M. Like, yeah, <laughs> he said he's gonna do like an educational to, to say why that was the so. I will be interested to see if he can, um, yeah. So that's the one we already talked about. Um,
1: yeah, yeah, Yeah. Exactly.
0: But okay, we want to talk about a few more. I know he's not from the UK, but you and I have got a real soft spot for Nick Dalby, Lewis. So yeah. I wanted to quickly touch on him and his fight.
3: It was a tough one, wasn't it? I I love oh. Dalby. We've I've been to like his last eight or nine fights in a row now with Cage Warriors and the UFC. So I've I've kind of got a bit of a spot, soft spot for him, like you said. He 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 pulls on great fights. He's a great guy outside of the ring as well. And um,
0: yeah,
3: seeing him go down like that was tough, but. What can you say? I've that... watched
0: that a few times to see where that was coming from. It
3: just that, came out of nowhere, didn't it? From the angle, was lightning
0: quick, yeah. yeah. And i was him because that was him fighting at welterweight, and he's actually a lightweight. He said he'll drop back down to lightweight for his next one, but
3: yeah.
0: oh, tough for, for Nick, isn't it? He looked in
3: good shape going in as well, and he, he started he didn't he didn't look bad starting off. I thought he no, started quite well. No, his
0: movement was lovely.
3: Yeah, and then that shot—it just came out of nowhere. It was so fast, like I. I I was like you had to rewatch to see what he got hit with. I didn't. I was like looking like what's what's dropped him there. But I mean, fair play is a, a great finish, wasn't it? And the submission was great as well because Darby's a really good yeah. ground specialist, and he went he tapped so quick. That squeeze must have been like yeah. iron grip or something. So yeah, excited to see because I think I think he was on a bit of a losing streak before that, wasn't he? This um, so that guy's it,
0: lost three split decisions yeah. in the UFC, so, and he's had some absolute. Like ridiculous names at lightweight, like the real toughest names in the division. So
3: maybe um, welterweight to, to up move for him.
0: He said he's dropping straight back down. He only accepted oh, really? it at welterweight because it was last minute. Um, so so respect to him in in. In all areas for that because, yeah, he's, he obviously didn't have a full training camp either but he had a, a point to prove and it wasn't the result that we were hoping for because we love Nick. but um, And it takes us back
3: to the Rhys McKee thing as well. You know, it, do, it does happen sometimes you go in there and pull that upset off. So, yeah. you know, you yeah. you got to shoot your shot and sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. So, I, I, another yeah. kind of thing to back up Rhys McKee going for that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, Aspinall Collier, <laughs> Collier, have you guys seen him at Middleweight? Yeah. This guy was ripped at Middleweight. Yeah. Absolutely ripped. Um, he, I couldn't believe it when I saw the pictures on Twitter. Did yeah. you see them, Bad?
2: Yeah, I, I was like, I, I don't understand. Like, I wouldn't have recognized him unless it was those <laughs> tattoos. Because I I saw the picture of him. I mean, he is like I don't know how I know the human body can go from there to there. Like it's actually quite impressive that <laughs> you can do that. And um, I just but uh, you That's know i like, like me over him. COVID lockdown, man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so yeah. I mean, hey, respect.
0: That fight was in two thousand and sixteen. That he had the the weigh in photo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's him at the top fighting middleweight in 2016. Jeez. He last fought in 2017 at light heavyweight. He had two fights there in the UFC, 1-1, one, one, lost one. Um, and then I honestly think, so he's, he's not fought for three years. I think he got the call for Fight Island and he literally was like, well, I can't turn it down. It might never come again. I don't think he'd been in a gym for like... <laughs> Who knows how
3: long? He, he literally—he look, looks like me after like just sitting on my butt for the last three months in the house. Like, he's, that's
0: a bit harsh yeah. on yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but I, like I don't want to take anything away from Tom Aspinall because he looked great. He as as much as you can look great in a fight that lasted that long. That that knee to the midsection was mm. horrible. Mm. <laughs> What do we think of him as a, a proper heavyweight contender? I know that Till speaks so highly of him and has for years. Bad, do you see him going far in the heavyweight division?
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's nice because now we have uh, someone, one of our own, that's in the heavyweight yeah. division. I mean, you, you might have to correct me, but I don't remember for a long time for them being like a proper heavyweight contender from, from here. So it's 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 nice, and I think he can go far with a with a performance like that. Fifty Gs he got, I think. Uh, is that right? Yeah. You got, yeah. yeah that's so right. I mean, that's Mark Godby was the last uh,
3: heavyweight contender from the UK, wasn't he, Peter? What's that? Mark Godby, the last uh, UK heavyweight. Yeah, heavy yeah, yeah. In the UFC. Yeah, yeah.
2: Thank you, guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> that's the trivia. These the knowledgeable ones. I, uh, I would yeah.
1: say I wouldn't say he was a challenger. He was nowhere near a title shot or nothing like that, but.
0: Last person we had in in the heavyweight division then, but I d- I think that heavyweight is quite shallow and um, as a division, and I hope that he doesn't get pushed on too quickly.
3: Yeah. Um, but as- Aspal reminds me a little bit of Modestus in the way that they like they they've got that great physicality for their weights. So you yeah. When it's you good. kind of you bring the skill up to suit that size and frame, I, I really think he is going to go a long way and. I, I don't think he will get pushed on too far. I think being like ways out with Till and Heron, I think they'll they'll develop them nice now and give him give him good opponents. And he's he's got a lot to learn, but I think he's got a long way to go as well. He's he's a real prospect. He hits hard. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's exciting actually to have a but like like Vlad said. It's great to have a British heavyweight who's uh, who's got that sort of potential. Really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Someone,
0: yeah. someone,
3: call him Frank, your son.
0: Yeah oh my yeah, gosh yeah, yeah. I was going to say so. hilarious he d- I hadn't noticed it until they said it and then I couldn't <laughs> unsee it but also again the, the hair thing just uh, he won my heart with mm. that the the fact that he's growing it for, to help his friend's son and like with the, the wigs and that I just thought that was really really top notch and uh, it's it's nice to see good things happen to good people and um, Sadly that uh his teammate couldn't pull out the win. Um, Mike Bundy had a really tough night against Evluev. Um he broke his jaw in the first round. He got badly beaten up. He is one tough bastard for <laughs> getting through that fight. Like he really he never gave up. He just I, I think he's a warrior, but Evluev, props to him. What did you think of the fight, Bad?
2: does anybody sorry quick question does anybody know how many takedowns he actually landed in that fight Oof,
0: i because don't know like they were all in the first round
2: yeah well Two, watching it three. he just i mean he 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 kept getting Evloev down but it's like i don't know what they did to the canvas in between rounds but Evloev just sprang right back up he was just <laughs> like you know yeah. I, i'm imp- like this for me this is something i want to learn from because it's like seeing somebody just somehow technically scramble up and always getting him back up and always getting back up yeah. i felt i felt bad for grundy because he was doing well it's not he wasn't yeah. doing anything wrong it's just no, holding I... that guy down is is something else and it takes it out of you and yeah. just doing that doing that and then the guy just coming forward pressure pressure it gets tiring so i think i don't want to discredit mike's performance he fought well just the other guy yeah. He just, I don't know what it is. These Dagestan, well, I, I think he's yeah, he was some Dagestan Russian guys. Like, yeah, you know. I wasn't born from Dagestan, unfortunately, I'm just your typical Russian, but these guys have <laughs> built differently. That's all I can say,
0: <laughs> Lewis. It was a tough night for Gundy, wasn't it?
3: Yeah, I mean, everyone a brilliant, didn't he? I think it's yeah. one of those, you know, you know, like you see a fight like Kamaru Usman where you know, you just see him getting takedown after down after takedown. Take and you think for the guy to be on the receiving end of that, like it's gorgeous, it's gorgeous mentally and physically just break you. Like, you know, as soon as you get back up, you're going back down. As soon as you get back up, you're going back down. Like it's, it's so hard. But then when you see a fat like that, you see the flip side of it as well, where yeah. if the guy just keeps getting back up, it, it kind of breaks, it breaks you the other way. So if, if you can't hold yeah. them down, they just keep popping back up the way he did. It, it's kind of the same thing in reverse. And, um, yeah, I thought he looked. Yes, br- I thought he looked brilliant. He really, really did. He's great, great uh, scrambling ability. His striking is crisp and hard. And
1: it, yeah. I don't really
3: think it's it's really a knock on Grundy because Grundy he, he put in a good shift, but he just come up against a better guy on the night. And um, I, I think they'll both continue on an upward trend in the division after that yeah. fight. To be honest, because they both both quality fighters, both really, really highly skilled. And um, yeah, I think they both got a big future in that division. To be honest.
0: Yeah. I'm not just saying it because they're fighters from the UK, but I think a lot of the people that we've talked about that picked up losses, their stock value isn't going to go down off the back of last night. Like, Jai and Rhys, I honestly just think people will just, like, cast please, that one aside sleep, like it didn't please sleep happen. sleep think. Yeah, and Jai, I just think that fight, everybody knows that could have gone either way. Um, it, it was just, like, a... a a game of inches that one, and he just came out on the wrong side of it, and even Grundy like I just think it was it was a very tough night in the office, but everywhere, if he goes on to be a a superstar that he looks like he he could be then then people won't you know feel think that that was you know anything that that Grundy could have done differently but Peter yeah. what overall what did you
1: think of this this last card on Fight Island Yeah I like all the cards uh, I, I'm just the only thing I was disappointed they went back to the normal size cage I prefer the smaller cage there's more finishes yeah. more knockout. makes every single fight exciting that was the only thing I didn't like about Fight Island it's absolutely brilliant and then it was like it was like UFC London to the amount of British fighters it was on as well. It was absolutely brilliant. A lot, I lot think of people that the there's card.
0: more more um more UK fighters than we, we get on a, yeah. a London card. Eighteen fighters since two five one. Um why is that? Do you think like,
2: why do you think there were so many UK fighters in Fire Island? Because, because, because do they can't can
1: fight in America. It the only place they could fight because yeah, of the so, Ah I see.
0: So the and ones that we'd had prior to that in, in Vegas there were yeah. no UK fighters on and this was specifically for the European and Brazilian fighters okay. and then a load of the Brazilian fighters tested positive for COVID so they ended up getting more Europeans to face, face each and other.
3: You think as well we would have had UFC London with quite a lot of British fighters on. We'd have had UFC in Bel- uh, Dublin as well. So it was two, bi- two big oh, cards worth of fighters yeah. plus pullouts, like you said. It, it means that there was quite a lot, but... It's great. It's great for us, isn't it? Like obviously yeah. I'm in the UK, to, to see all these and and comment on local guys that we know and interview regularly on on the biggest stage in the world is brilliant. What why don't you ask Peter? Is the the fights going back now at the Apex? Will I be in the smaller ring again?
1: Yes, it fires it. I think yeah, so. Yeah, and the and the stats do back it up that there's more finishes as well.
3: Yeah. It's
1: like training. Okay, you
3: kinda run. I saw an interview with DC the other day and he was saying that he's he's looking forward to fighting in the small cage against Steep Bay because he's just gonna be training, chaining wrestling, take down single leg, double leg together straight away. So I d I don't know, I because he was saying I think he was an interview with Ariel and Ariel was saying, What if Steep Bay kind of uh puts his foot down and say he wants the bigger ring that will suit him a little bit more? I I don't know what's your take on that?
1: Is it, is it at the apex? If it's at yeah, apex, it's a smaller cage so. then. Small they won't change it. Do
3: you think suits, uh,
1: at... I think this could yeah. be DC's last fight. I think this could be the end of his career. Yeah, I, think, his
0: yeah,
1: I can't see him okay. winning. So. When you won the first one against T-Pay, that he shocked the world, didn't he? He, should, he should
0: have been he should have won the second one as well. He just aban- abandoned the game plan and yeah. did some some strange stuff. So I definitely got DC in that one. Uh, one more thing that I wanted to shout out before we go is that Corey McKenna is on the Contenders yeah. series. I am buzzing week two for everyone who who's going to be watching that. Um, yeah, absolutely delighted for her, to get a chance that. Um, I've forgotten that girl's name now um but she's the LFA champion uh strawweight champion her name's completely gone out of my head um but yeah just really excited to see uh Dana get uh, to see Corey get to show what she can do in front of Dana so
1: Kate, 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 did you know it was she was getting called up for it did you have a clue I no I
0: yeah. um I heard it being spoken about but yeah no clue that she'd been um confirmed for that so yeah excellent excellent news um yes.
3: i i the thing was as well we get a scene as well because one thing we've I, i'm sure we've done like a pilot talks about this exact same thing with cory it's it's that step up like she was there was the girl it was hard to match her on the european scene yeah N- now she's making that jump to where she's fighting lfa champions She's gonna get into the ufc potentially now we get to see kind of really what she's made of and i um, really excited yeah. for her. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. that
0: person
1: she's fighting, she's a L- LFA champion. Vanessa, yeah. I, have no, I have no idea how to pronounce her second name. <laughs>
3: Vanessa Demopolis. Uh, yeah.
0: That,
3: uh, if, P- if Peter said that you know it's wrong, it took him three years to get Steve a. B. just right. Snipe, 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 Snipe. I see that the
1: way it's spelled. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, on that note, are there any other fights that we're looking forward to? Obviously, there's DC, Stipe coming up. Um, any any others that are standing out for you guys?
3: I think it's Brunson and Shabazian is a good one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: It'll be a good, a good match-up. I, uh, a, a tough one. Tough one to call, like you said. You've got that, that guy Shabazian. Looks like the real deal. But Brunson, another guy you can never write him off. So, that's that's another good fight. But... Yeah, the main the main one for me now is Bay and DC. I'm really looking forward to that. That's I think I do think it's DC's last fight, regardless if he wins or loses. Like, I don't see him fighting yeah. after this one. Um And so, I yeah. I do I do think with the smaller cage, he's got more chance of winning as well. So yeah, yeah. good good fight. Right. And uh, Calga, Calga reads on that card, is not she? She's got a fight, is not she?
1: On oh yeah yeah
0: yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, she's got Maya Jennifer Maya.
1: Yeah, maybe she, she was a title fight and now she's taking this fight on, which is a bit of a risk. Yeah,
3: it it's a big risk. I don't like it myself. I think if you get a title fight, you gotta wait, you know. Why I think mm-hmm. the, I I th- I think of the virus and all that, I, I had
1: a feeling she wouldn't get her title fight. Just it's just messed everything up. And you know, what idea's like you need to fight, so. but you know yeah. I think she should have just yeah. waited. I don't but would they have still give her the fight? I,
3: um, I don't, don't see know. why I don't see well, why not.
1: A well, well,
2: always, was, she's, up, she's always up for the fight. She's a fucking warrior. There was the match yeah. situation, you know? Yeah. He gave his yeah. fight to Burns. I think Dane is, wants to get his fights done. I mean, if you're going to be annoying, either by a contract or if you're just waiting, then they're just going to be like, you know what, whoever we can get, we're going to get, you know? If it's or easier they're just for the too, yeah. Just
1: to, have, just to have a Scottish
3: fighter fighting for a UFC title. I'm dying to see <laughs> that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dying yeah, to yeah, see I, I, think, I think she should have waited out, personally. Um, yeah, it's not as if that division's like so packed that there's people just waiting to jump in this slot. Like, she's she's pretty no, well she's well established now to the point where, you know, that that is her shot. So I I don't know I, I think she should have maybe waited it out because what one slip, one sort of zig when you should have zagged, and that title shot's gone, and she's got two or three more fights to get Ferguson. to have it again. So,
2: F- Fer- Ferguson's a perfect yeah. example of that. I think Ferguson should have just waited, uh, and then yeah. now Gaethje's, yeah. Gaethje's the next one to fight for the title now, isn't it?
0: Yeah, I had a feeling I was never going to get to see.
2: <laughs>
0: something something told me, it just wasn't meant to be. Anyway, we've gone on for an hour and a half. Um, oh, Peter, were you going to say something there?
1: Yeah, but I'm saying the could Khabib fight not officially set yet, because that might not happen yet either, depending on yeah. when Khabib's ready to come back. What's the same day that I want to say, Dana? Once, uh, you, you fight Connor? In the meantime, that could. In the oh, I wouldn't.
0: Well. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah.
1: So, um, so just
0: don't apparently, apparently, Gaethje's turned that down though. Yeah. Um, anyway.
1: you. you never
0: know. Yeah. Um, so yeah, as I said, we <laughs> rambled for an hour and a half. Bad. Thank you so much for your time. Um, oh, thank you for having wait. me. can't wait to you. see you back in the cage. Um, Good luck, Not man.
2: overdue. Appreciate the, that, man. Thank you. Cheers, Yeah. yeah. Kick him in the fucking
0: dick. <laughs> yeah, advice. technical You advice just exposed my, my
2: game plan. You just exposed bad, it. Bad, if he's watching. Yeah, I've, I've got a question
1: for you, man. I've got a question for you. It's the greatest question Thank in you. the world. Oh, right? God. Katie and Lewis always oh, obviously no. the no. question. Oh, this one again. <laughs> right, right. What is it? What is it? Bad. if you could change one rule in MMA, what would you change?
2: oh that is a good question yeah. uh professional mma because no, i'm amateur <laughs> that's a good question i like that question yeah. in, the, yeah. in the whole
0: of mma it, it can be pro rules
2: you know what i think we should be able to utilize the cage more i think imagine and hear me out here i grab the cage with both hands and i hop onto my feet and i drop kick the guy or imagine I just <laughs> climb onto the cage and then jump off it and onto the guy. Like That's a great a answer, actually.
3: We, that's a great
2: answer. We, we might as well use it. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I know, like, you know, the traditional don't grab the cage is going for the double leg. But just imagine how different the sport would be if I can pro wrestling style climb onto the top turnbuckle and just, you know, just jump in flying knee. Hey, Dana, just hear me out. Just hear me out. That's all I'm going to say. Just hear me out, all right?
0: Who was it yeah. last night that grabbed a cage and Mark Goddard just like waxed them <laughs> oh, so hard? It was like a harder <laughs> shot than the fighter was throwing. I was, was in pieces. <laughs> I was a
1: British fighter, wasn't I? I, was a British fighter. I
0: can't remember. Oh, I was having a good giggle at that. But yeah, that's a great answer, Vad, to a Thank question you. that we've heard about 400 times and we've never heard that answer. So <laughs> that's there a good. You go. Um, Bad, do you want to shout out any sponsors or teammates or anyone before you go? Uh,
2: well, so thank you for the platform. Um, yeah, we got got GB Top Team. So we got Claire, um, Lopez. We have Nick Bagley and Lonnie Cavanaugh fighting in the Mal- uh, Marbella card in Vida. So if you want to get uh, look out for them, definitely watch that fight, their fights. And obviously me, Rob, um, Earls and Wesley. Going to be tearing it up um, down in um, August 22nd in Manchester for Celtic Gladiator. Shout out to Mola MMA. Get the merch. Come on, use Mola to 20. Oh, and aside oh, from I've that, hey! <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't have mine on. I opted out for a little bit of a smart That's for you, Fred. Um, <laughs> shout out to that far But yeah, and aside from that, uh, thank you for having me. And hey, look out for me too hopefully i'm going to be one of them uk prospects as well
0: i know and shout out to nathaniel for his incredible performance last night and to paul craig and yeah i just want to tell everyone to look out for Vad. Vad i've been watching since his very first fight when he was 16 made a massive impression on me um i just thought This kid is going places and, yeah, I've seen three of his four fights live since then and haven't changed my mind. So, yeah, everybody tune in. The whole card looks amazing. And, um, yeah, if you haven't seen VAD, see VAD for the first time. Lewis,
3: thanks for coming
0: on. (laughs) All the pleasure.
3: (laughs) Thanks for having me, guys.
0: Thanks so much. Thanks, Peter.
3: You're welcome.
2: Yeah.
0: Take care, everyone. Thanks for watching. Thank to
2: everyone. You nice to meet you. Cheers. <laughs>